Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Swinski. And I am Bartek. Hello, Bartek. Are you the other host or are you just some visitor? I'm both. Ah, yes. Hear that immigration department? He is a visitor. I'm just visiting. <laughs> He's just visiting the greatest Jean Renault film ever made. I yes. agree. Bartek, we've already covered that show or that movie on our show, Unappreciated Masterpieces. It's better be a show. But what is our show, Unappreciated Masterpieces, for those who aren't in the know? Ah, Unappreciated Masterpieces is the weekly show of the Spit and Polish Presents brand. Likingly, what? because we are always patooey spitting and we are always polish. <laughs> what was that? What was that noise? Like polishing something. Oh, it's like sounded like, it sounded like a donkey noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always art Polish. The Polish people are the donkeys of Europe. I agree. I agree with that statement. Yeah. We're yeah. the sturdy animals that, you know, people look down upon, but we do the hard work. Fun fact Nazis don't like donkeys. That's true. So, Bartek, we're doing a weekly show where we give. Oh, a... yes, we haven't said what that is yet. <laughs> quick on this, aren't you? Yes, a very quick. Super, super fast quick. <laughs> Unappreciated Masterpieces is our weekly show where we talk about unappreciated masterpieces, which, mm. if you look it up in the Oxford Dictionary in a few decades' time, will be influential by then. <laughs> you will find out that an unappreciated masterpiece is a film that has been released, that has been you know put into cinemas, it's been out, but its legacy has either you know not been upheld or it never had a legacy. Yeah, They're- tragic. Another way to describe them is they're films that seemingly don't deserve an audio commentary, and that's where we say, no, they do. Yeah, that's what, that's what we do. We just say, no, they do. And But that's, that's you know, Oxford Dictionary. That's unappreciated masterpieces in brackets. It says uh, podcast. No, the other way around. <laughs> Thing. <laughs> the sure? podcast is us doing the audio commentary. And the commentary. picture is us now. Yes. Me listening to you explain this. Yeah, me pointing, <laughs> doing the brackets with my fingers. So, Bartek, what's the movie we're covering? Because I, I don't know until you tell me. I can't read the title of the episode. I'm in the episode. Very good. It's just impossible for me to do that. Very good question, Ryan. Gold star. Okay. The film we are doing in this episode is Grunt Torojinka. Say that again. Grunt Torojinka. Just one time slower. Grunt to rojinka. <laughs> grunt? Mm-hmm. Like spelt grunt. <laughs> Why is it pronounced grunt? It's Polish, grunt. Why can't it be pronounced grunt? Is there like a little squiggle above it? No, just that's the Polish way. Well, Bartek, what I'm trying to suggest to you is I don't speak the Polish language, so I can't understand what you're saying to me, but I do understand the word grunt. Are we covering an army movie? No, it's not that kind of grunt. What kind is it? Grunt is the Polish word for ground, right? <laughs> so now you've got a clue for what the title is, don't you? <laughs> I don't. I was going to do one of those jokes where I'm like, oh yes, this movie with the word ground in it, but I can't, I can't conjure one up right now. In my brain, a movie that has the is word there, is ground movie, as the beginning. Is there a movie that has like ground control in the name? There's a song. There's yeah. the song, yeah. but Bartek, you have to keep going. What's the next one? Grunt to... To spelt like two, as in like going to somewhere. Yeah, it yeah. means grunt, uh, grunt too. Yeah, grunt to, which means basically is. Grunt is. Ground is. Ground is. <laughs> and Rojinka. 
Okay, you're laughing already. What's this? Means family. Ground is family. Ground is a family. Ground is a family. Yeah. Oh, guys, we're watching Ground is a family, but we do but, have. A... But what? I'm not allowed to say we have a guest. What? No. What? What? Because there's there's a weird thing about this. Oh, good. There's weird parts. And, and that's kind of the reason why I brought up just visiting earlier oh, and Jean Renault. No, is Jean Renault in this? No, 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 no. Oh, I had to. I had to go to the Polish equivalent of IMDb, filmweb.pl, to find the Polish title for the movie we're doing today. Yeah. Because nothing about the franchise that this movie is a part of is in Polish Wikipedia. Right. But the title, this Grunt Torodzinka film, is the Polish title for two completely different films. Oh, no. And I've confirmed that... It's not just visiting, but I've confirmed that both of the posters for these films in Poland have Grund Torodzinka, so it's not a mistake on the website. Right. There's a 2004 French film with Jean Renault right. that has this exact title as well. <laughs> okay. It's it's bizarre. So so we're doing a Jean Renault French movie. Okay, good, good. We've classified No, 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 that. we're doing the other Case one. Case closed. We're doing, obviously, the six, late 60s to mid 70s you know, series adaptation in the 90s film. Oh, okay. Ground is a family. Oh, yes, that great Ground is a family show. Which, if you change a couple of letters around, becomes the Brady Bunch movie. The Brady Munch. The Brady Bunch movie. Munch, munch. The munch, munch, munch. <laughs> the munchy bunch. Yes. <laughs> but do we have a Brady guest? We... They can join our bunch? If by Brady you mean Norris, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, like Norris the cat? Like from Harry Potter? Yeah, that's what I nailed it. I nailed it. We're joined by Norris the Cat. Mrs. Norris was her name. Yeah, well, I'm I'm more formal. I know just Norris. Didn't have to go Isn't to Mrs. Mrs. more formal? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce the guest. The type of Norris we have today is of the Brene variety. Brene. Hello. Hello. Do you enjoy having two names as your first name? I do. It's quite handy. Like, when you were a child, were you accidentally one of those twins that ate the other twin? So you were Bronwyn and they were Renee, and you ate the Renee, and the family just had to go, well, they're two and one now. <laughs> Brene it is. I wish I had a twin. To eat. Yeah. Nom, 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 noms. I'm always hungry. Well, don't worry. You're going to have a whole bunch of people up in your face in a moment. We're doing the Brady Bunch movie from 1995, right in the mid of the 1990s. That's actually true. <laughs> Thank you. You guys at home should have a copy of the Brady Bunch movie from 1995, not to get confused with the very Brady sequel. In 1996. Do you have this on DVD at home, Ryan? Uh, this particular movie? Back in my hometown? That's a definite yes. Mm. Um, you guys should have a copy of it, because I have a copy. I'm going to do a countdown from three down to one, I'll say play. And hopefully we'll be lined up as we speak about the movie and delve deep into the artistry that is the Brady Bunch movie. So get ready, because I'm going to start this in three, two, one, play. So, Bartek... Immediate interrogation question, Ryan. <laughs> Could you ask Brene her history of this movie? I was, was going to ask you, but I'll do that. Brene, what is your history with this movie? I think I watched it when I was a kid, but then my college friends, we called ourselves the Brady Bunch, and we're like, let's watch that movie. I'm sure it's a great adaptation of that weird TV show. Yeah. And it was not what we were expecting, and it was even better that way. Yeah? Well, what were you expecting? 
Um, an actual adaptation set in the 70s of oh, the movie. right. I vaguely remember they went to Hawaii, but that's in the sequel. So. That's in the sequel. We'll get into the sequel later. But uh, So you were blown away with the 90s. I was, yeah. When you see people with laptops and mobile phones. And, and car phones still. Rap and hip-hop playing you were like 60s yep that lines up with that i remember that back then you know when hip-hop and racial segregation were still happening at the same time they still are happening in america oh yeah definitely um bartek what was my history with this movie ryan you say you've had the d you say you have the dvd at home in your hometown yeah but but and this is the shocker have you actually seen the movie that's actually a good but um it's true i have seen the movie Knew yes, it. this is one of those movies I grew up with. This was on TV all the time. Uh, it had everything I wanted from it as a kid and everything I want from it as an adult in terms of comedy. This is... We've done a bunch of these types of movies. Bewitched, yeah. uh, Starsky and Hutch, Land of the Lost. All of these modern film adaptations of those old 60s, 70s, and 80s shows, right? Yeah. And they've all been great. But each time we've done one of those ones, I'm pretty sure at some point I've inferred or even made flat-out reference to the best one is the Brady Bunch movie. I'm like, the best one out of all of these is the Brady Bunch movie. And here we are. At We're last. here now, and it's great. I love everything about this movie. I always have. I love all the actors. I'm a big fan of Shelley Long. She's great as Mrs. Brady. I'm a big fan of um, Gary Cole. We've had him in previous episodes, and I've always loved Gary Cole. I've always said he's great as Mr. It's Brady. It's true. Ever since uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas, you've been talking about him, yeah. Yeah, so, and everyone in it, everyone, and of course, Michael McKean. Every time I think of Michael McKean, I go, yeah, he's so good. He's always the villain, like in the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and so I've always had a love for this movie and how it has... The movie itself has a clear love, but also cynical nature towards the original Brady Bunch TV show. Because I hate the original Brady Bunch TV show. I think it sucks. But this movie redeems it. But what about you, baby boy Bartek? I've never seen the show, and I've never seen the movie before doing this show. Did you have any inkling of what you were getting into? Like, with the Brady Bunch lore? Do you know anything? I mean, I've heard, you know, bits and pieces in pop culture, you know, it gets referenced a lot, you know, Robot Chicken's made fun of it a few times. That's my measure of standard, Robot Chicken. What about you, Brene? Is that your measure of standard? I haven't really seen Robot Chicken, I'm sorry. <sighs> More of an American dad family guy person than oh, yeah, Robot sure. Chicken. Oh yeah, love family guy. Cleveland show, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest show ever. But you've been talking about this film for a long time, Ryan, and the simple premise of, you know, a a typical 70s sitcom where the the characters still think they are in the sitcom, you know, not directly, but... Live out what the sitcom was. They live out what the sitcom was, but the outside world (laughs) is the 90s. They haven't moved on. That premise is brilliant, and definitely I've been looking forward to seeing this film. Now, Brene and I were talking before the episode started about how Mrs. Brady is pouring a shit ton of sugar into that coffee. It's just so good. And look at her reaction. She's like, ooh. But it's like that reaction of, "Mm, could be more. (laughs) Could be more. Could you be more white, though? Well... Brene, do you brush your hair 5,000 strokes? 
I used to when I was a kid because my great grandmother forced me. But if I think if I did it now, my hair would just fall out. Are you sure? Is it that weak now? It is that weak. Is it that your? What did you say? Your great grandmother? Yeah. Was the one that like held the magic in your hair? Yeah. No, I think it was just because I was young, full of life. Blowing gypsy dust into your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to get into the great grandmother made me brush my hair five thousand times. That's just we don't have enough time to get into that. That'll be its own its own podcast, the Norris Files. Yeah, we've only got two hours left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, everyone, let's give a standing applause. We're being introduced to to Marsha's greatness. Yep. Oh, it's just me. <laughs> no, well, I, I was actually going to see if you were going to stand up because you were taking it a bit slow, and I'm like, is he going to? Well, I was up? looking at you guys. Like, you, we're all getting up here. No, it's just me. Okay, embarrassing because she's great, isn't she? They're all yeah. great, I think. Oh, but Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> she's. They're, they're all. No, that's the thing. Who was your favorite Brady in this movie? That's the toughest question in the world, and I know it's early in the movie to ask, but what's the answer, guys? I was a Jan fan. You're a Jan fan? She just reminds me of me, especially when (laughs) she walks and flicks her hair. And if RuPaul had been my guidance counsellor, spoilers, I think I would have turned out a little bit better. Yeah? Well, now you've ruined the film. I'm sorry. Soz. Soz all around. Bartek, what about you? Especially considering you hadn't seen anything Brady related, so you didn't really Mm. know what they were kind of riffing on the archetypes of things or or how they had varied from. Yeah, I, I, um... Oh, yeah, I didn't even know that there were, like, two families, like, merging. Oh, you hadn't heard the song? I had heard the song. The song tells you. Yeah, I know, but I've only heard, like, the, (laughs) the, like... You know, the, like, parodies and, like, bits and pieces of, like, the end of the song. I haven't really heard the full thing until I watched the film. Well, that's clearly a lie, because on our monthly show, The Mystery Box, we covered a movie called The Rise and Fall of Baal. Yeah, the Baali Bunch, And they used the Brady Bunch song. Yeah, but I couldn't... With no changed lyrics. (laughs) But I couldn't really hear it over my laughter. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think you included the audio in the episode. No, but, uh... So, did you have someone that really struck a chord with you in the family? I... I liked Jan's line delivery. Yeah. It's very, like, airy, fairy, kind of head-in-the-clouds delivery. Uh, I loved her face. <laughs> like, her face at the end, where she's like, going through all this face journey. She looks like oh, yeah, she's yeah. in when, pain. When she's got the inner monologue going on. Yeah, yeah, she looks like she's in pain. I love Jan as well. This is Team Jan here. But I want to give a great shout-out to, to Mr. Brady, Gary mm. Cole. I think it's a soft spot because I love the actor, but I also love his character in this. Like, even if you haven't seen the show, you know that this version of the character is making fun of the original character oh, yeah. having always had to have the last word. Yes, for sure. The moral being told, <laughs> even if it's already been told a million times, even by that same character. And it's great. <laughs> Just the the bit later on where he's like, you, you summed that up really well, but I think I could do a better job. And then proceeds to give like a two minute speech. <laughs> it's great. But now here's the thing, Bartek. I'm going to educate you. In the Brady Bunch show, I'm pretty sure you never see the next door neighbors, the Dittmeyers. They're always mm-hmm. referenced. But in this, they make the bold choice of introducing them and introducing them as antagonists of the movie. So in the show, were they just like neutral kind of thing? Like They oh, were just always getting their mail. Right. And that's kind of it. And you maybe have them throw a ball over their fence and like, oh, it's in the Dittmeyers. And that's about it. Like, you you don't get much. There's no indication of, like, antagonism or anything like that. No, in the Brady Bunch, 
Is there any antagonism in the show? Just own family problems. Yeah, it's like, oh, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha got hit with a football on the nose, and now she doesn't... Like, literally, all the problems that they have in this movie are just episode episodes. Like, Marsha mm. gets hit in the nose, you know... The little girl keeps, uh, uh, Mindy keeps, like, tattling. Like, that's just all the show. Like, I don't think they... Re- it's not like the Adams Family, where someone comes into their house being antagonistic, and then hijinks ensues, and they get kicked out of the house. Yeah. I think in the Brady Bunch, it's more just they're just around being a family with some minor white-collar problems. Very slice-of-life kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the Dittmeyers being antagonistic. What did you think, Brene, of our antagonist, Mr. Dittmeyer? I liked him. I didn't think I didn't think him of him as a villain. Oh, really? I mean, the Brady Bunch like oh, the villains. <laughs> really the villains here. Yeah, like, you feel sorry you know, for Mr. Dipmeyer. Yeah, like he's he just, just trying wants, to close a deal. He just wants to build a mall. Wants to help these people move out of their weird little suburb, and the Brady Bunch are like, no, we're stuck in the past. Would you like a horror remake where he's the main character? Ooh. I would love the remake that they even suggested in this movie of them robbing a bank. <laughs> I would love the oceans, uh, the Ocean's Eleven Brady Bunch movie, in which they have to like get each family member to use their tricks to get into the bank, mm. and the owner of the bank is um is Stephen Root, like yeah, something like that, someone weird, <laughs> or John Goodman, or someone just like, yo, whoa, whoa, hold on here, Brady's, <laughs> what are you doing here? This isn't your bank. And they're like, oh, you got us again. They try to put, they put, like, they, they arrest themselves. <laughs> they're like, oh, bland foiled. And they handcuffs themselves. And, and then like, Mr. Brady gives a speech about, like, you know, being a good citizen. The moral is don't be recognizable to bank tellers. <laughs> <laughs> Turn yourself in. Turn yourself in. That's the that's the lesson. I loved Mr. Dittmeyer in this because he is that character I love in these types of movies who is the real world character speaking upon the insanity that is the fantasy of whatever movie. Like mm. he like like he he's like he is aware that it's weird that they're from the 60s and then he info, he infects others. Yeah, well before we with see... that knowledge like <laughs> all the other neighbors turn against mm. them I, I because love, of him. I love how the film begins because it's like if you walked in not knowing what the movie is, it gets introduced to you. Like, oh, there's this weird family. They're crazy. Then it cuts to, you know, the Brady Bunch opening and their their home life. And it's like, oh, I see what he means. <laughs> yeah. There would be a nightmare to live next to. They're just yeah. so weird. This is, this is the perfect film to not open with the title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I loved... Um, what I love about this is the filmmaking. We're in the Brady's house and as soon as you leave the Brady house, like the the yard, the film changes, like the actual filming, like it, the mm. lighting isn't so bright and colorful. You don't get the grains and scratches. You don't get the soppy music. It turns from the 70s TV show, then they walk outside and then it becomes modern 90s cinema with, mm. with all the music and all the grunge and all like, it's all turned yeah. up. And it's just like, it's like the Brady Bunch live in this bubble. Yeah. And then they leave the bubble and it's just like the real world, but it never phases them. Like there's never a point where they get phased by what the real world is. They never learn or change in the way that they should. I was reading the trivia because there's a part later in the film where they're like, let's go to Sears. (laughs) And that was meant to be a joke of like, oh, they're going to some more modern place. Yeah. But now it's in this day and age, apparently Sears got bankrupt like four years ago. So it is still like a period piece for us this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a great scene too. I remember, uh, Brene and I were messaging each other. You were halfway through watching it and you were just writing to me like, 
Good see a scene. <laughs> good song. Good this. And I, all I got, she was just writing like a million of them a minute. All I got was slipping in, good, good Gary Cole. And then that one just got no reply for like a solid five minutes. And then, then, then replied with, he was good. <laughs> like confirmation. He was good. I'd pat his head. I, wouldn't you? He has nice hair in this. Ooh. I wonder if it's a perm. I think so. <laughs> I love one of the facts I learned about Shelley Long was obviously she's wearing a wig in this. Surprise, surprise. But throughout all of Cheers and a lot of her TV shows that she done, she she wears wigs because she's got very brittle hair and it gets really damaged by the the studio lights. It's because she brushed mm. it five thousand times. Well, well, yeah, that's exactly right. That's where Marsha learned it from was from Shelley Long. Now that's how Brene walks. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance was joking with me last night, being like, "Do you think she wore that like that this top so she could put her glasses away?" And I just went, "No, it's because Jan's a fashion icon. Don't you think so?" Crochet was all the rage in the seventies. <laughs> My was- housemate wears clothes like that now to work in the public service. So willingly, yes, willingly, she makes them herself and wears them to work. Is she Jan? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, the real question is. I'd love it if Bartek, you'd found one of those uh, which Brady are you quizzes and mm. all the answers are you a Jan? <laughs> like, there's no alternative answer. Because aren't we all Jan? I would love to read that BuzzFeed article that's clearly like one of those ones where it's like, have you rewatched the 90s Brady movie? Jan's our spirit animal. <laughs> Hashtag Jan truth. Like, you know, like, you know it would be one of those things. One of the other things that I was reading about was that in recent years, a couple of lines by Marsha have sort of become yes. memes on Tumblr. You want to talk about this? I don't know. I'd love to talk about this. So the reason, one of the reasons I chose this movie was there has been a resurgence of the Brady Bunch popularity, right? Like yeah, Brene, this movie, right? Bre- yeah, these yeah. movies. Brene and I, we're internet savvy. <laughs> you know, got a Tumblr each and we see the Marsha memes and it's kind of like, where did okay. these come from? Like, we know the movie, but wh- why did these happen? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know instantly. Mean, but the thing is, I thought, okay, let's do this. And the thing is, those memes from the second movie. Yeah. I thought oh, they were yeah? from the first movie. I was waiting for Shaw Jan, second movie. Okay. I was also waiting for, like, one of my favorite bits. Like, here's the thing. I've watched both of these movies. I've watched the first one way more. But there's just things that you can't help but remember. So in the second one, uh, Jan's whole plot is she's pretending that she's got a boyfriend. His name's George. And then she's George like, what's Glass, George Glass? It? What's yeah. his last name? Uh, uh, Glass. And then she's doing all these methods to fake having a boyfriend. That's where you get Shaw Jan. You know, that kind mm. of stuff. But I thought it was in this movie because you get iconic lines from Marsha like, "You, but Jan, you don't have any friends. <laughs> Which is like a classic line. Or stuff like that. And I okay. forgot. But okay, I So s- these I memes assumed, came out of just... nowhere because I guess... Marsha in these movies represents that that uh, the epitome of what you would call a Becky now, I guess. Mm. Like she's that blonde white bitch that just has the ultimate snark. And I guess in the modern standards, we just need her to be the representation of that. Because <laughs> there's always some meme that's a representation of that, right? Like there's there's that one where it's like I think one of the chicks from American Horror Story where she's like, "Surprise, bitch, I'm back!" And that yeah. one's like. That was a stand-in, and then it became Marsha being like, sure, Jan. So, I think I, the fact that Jan is such a short name plays into it as well. Also, it's because Marsha says it. Like, she says it mm. with that look, and it's just like, just the look on her face says everything you need from okay. the phrase. I somehow thought those memes were just, like, lines I'd forgotten about. No, they're thing. from the sequel. Okay. Um, 
but you can I blurred the the two movies together. I was waiting for like I was like, ah, Marsha's um Jan's running away, but when's she gonna get that whole George storyline going? I was waiting for it. When are they gonna wear Hawaiian t shirts? I knew it wasn't the Hawaiian stuff because the sequel is all about them going to Hawaii. But I was waiting for the bit where it's like in the sequel, she's like, ah, she needs to get the lie going, so she phones up a sex hotline where it's like talk to real boys and she answers the phone she goes hello my name is jan brady i'd like to talk to a live a live one and then they're like what are you what am i wearing well i'm wearing this outfit what do you mean take it off (laughs) (laughs) and she makes out with like a mannequin in the store pretending it's george and she's like oh george (laughs) now this is great have you had this happen to you where you're just sitting in a car, they've got the bouncy cars, and the you're hydraulics. just like... No, bouncy cars. Okay. Yeah. I'm not one of those um, uh, dance hip-hop movies where they have the bouncy cars. Well, those the Step Up, some of the Step Up movie. I don't know what the bouncy cars are. I just know it's called hydraulics. It's nope. San Andreas. Yeah. Set in the 90s. <laughs> um, can we just talk about him and his white pants? He's crisp white pants. He's groovy. He is pretty groovy. In a real far out way. What's her badge she's wearing? It's um She's a feminist, I think. No, isn't it's that her a... story, not history. Isn't that like a charity organization? She's wearing like the candle covered in barbed wire or something. I can't remember, but I do love that he is so trying with her, and I thought she was gonna be a more regular character in the movie that he's gonna keep going for, but then she kinda disappears. Cause he gets it. He's I mean, not. He's not a. He's not a like a dude, bro. Like he doesn't latch on and never let go. He, he lets does go. chase her with a guitar. Yeah, point. but haven't you had that happen to you? I mean, you are chasing the guy with the guitar. They're like, leave me alone, Brene. And you're Singing like, but have song. clowns ever cried before? Oh. <laughs> See, I went to an old guy's school, so I want you to say yes. <laughs> I want to know that this happens in real life. You did do it though, didn't you, Bud? You run around with a guitar, chasing your friends around, being like, "Haven't clowns ever <laughs> cried before?" I think I get puffed out running. Beanstalks never grow. <laughs> um, I think this—they're making a Gilligan's reference, which is kind of neat, because obviously the guy who did the Brady Bunch did Gilligan's Island and a bunch of these other. The Schwartz guy, right? Yeah, Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schwartz or Schwartzman. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was Schwartz. Schwartz. We'll see it in the credits. Um, on a scale of one to ten, maybe about ten. How <laughs> lesbian do you feel for Marsha? Because <laughs> I feel bandana level. <laughs> she's a fantastic character, and she has a like her own little plot line, and she has a happy ending for herself. She gets empowered. Yeah, and she gets with the original Cindy, so that is kind of neat. It's yeah. funny that you brought up lesbian because I think this character actually is a lesbian. <laughs> what? what? It's yeah. Actually, watch the movie a bit closer. You might hold notice. my phone, please. I am going to have to have a heart attack in the corner. <laughs> I looked this actress up, and she is a chameleon. Like she mm. is one of those people who plays a lot of different ethnicities she was mm-hmm. in coco apparently is like one of the voices and that and she's like in like 185 things and she's oh, like okay. in a ton of stuff you look her up on her trivia it's like she's best known for being Marsha brady's best friend in the brady bunch movie then i look her up and she's been like in leading roles in several movies i'm like oh i guess she's just known for that brady bunch movie i guess Good. Was there a lot of stuff that you'd seen that you're like, oh, that was her? Or... 
What? Oh yeah, I'd seen stuff like like you know minor roles and stuff or leading roles, but like. But you remembered her when you read that she played those roles. Well, or? not of time because she looks different in everything. It's like, right. for example, uh, you've have you seen you've seen Aliens, right? The I sequel. I've only seen Prometheus. Oh, that's embarrassing. I know a friend took me. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> well, that's awkward. That's awkward. Well, in Aliens and Terminator Two, I've seen that. Terminator Two has his stepmom or the foster mom mm-hmm. woman. She plays the uh, muscular Latino woman in Aliens, Vasquez. And yet the woman in Terminator 2 is white. Or looks white. She's one of those ones that's a chameleon as well. Like, she's always changing ethnicities and looks and roles and stuff because she's allowed to. Because she's got enough ethnic background to kind of do that. It's like, um, what's his name? Doc Ock. Yeah, Alfred Molina. How he can play any any ethnic role. Like, he could be white or he could be Middle Eastern. We don't know, because Alan, uh, Alfred Molina just says anything. You know, he could... Oh, ooh, have you ever fainted in class when the teacher showed you the inner workings of a lady? I mean, I am a lady, so... So, yes, indeed, <laughs> the answer is yes. You're like, that's inside of me! No way! Oh, look now, at those legs. Karen, we <laughs> talk about RuPaul in this. Bartek, I'm going to ask you primarily, because you strike me as someone who doesn't know who RuPaul is. It's a name I've heard a lot, and people post about him. Or is it him or her? Is him because yeah. he's a drag, drag queen. queen yeah. But if you're referring to RuPaul, the drag queen, then you can call him or her. I guess he has said on several occasions that, like, when he's just RuPaul, like the guy, he's a guy. But when he's like one of his personas, you know, right. whatever. But like, Bartek, for one, did you know it was a man? Because he looks. He, Fantastic. He sounded familiar. <laughs> so I was like, is this is this that guy? Okay, so you did have a feeling it was a man. I did have a feeling it was a man. Not the teacher from Bill and Ted. The one that turns out to be George Carlin disguise. No, no, no. no, no. Right. I felt like I'd seen this person in something. Although before. I knew very much that RuPaul was in this, mm. when this scene happened, I was like... Okay, and then the movie, then the scene ended. Then later on, I was like, "Oh yeah, wait, well, oh yeah, that was RuPaul, of course, because RuPaul, flawless. Look at this look, fantastic. Exquisite. He was a '90s icon uh, for a very uh, different reason. Why he's a 2019 icon? Yeah, could you, could you, do you know RuPaul? Like, I I know of RuPaul. I know RuPaul's Drag Race, and I know about some. But like, what what is the whole deal of RuPaul? He was being kind of a RuPaul? pop star. So a drag queen pop star, kind of like Divine. an early, like Courtney Act kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Was just in a really early drag queen crowd. Right. Like, right, right when they were becoming like known as artists and recognized as artists. He was like in that. So it is a musician. Yeah, yeah. So he has a heap of pop songs. I think there's a song of his playing in that scene yeah. after he speaks. That's okay. one of his songs. And he still releases music. Yeah, yeah. And obviously has his like, you know, drag shows where mm. like the T V shows where it's like, Can you the drag race? Yeah. And um RuPaul is just the best. Is it actually a racing show or what? <laughs> it's like Project Runway. <laughs> It's like next top model slash project one way and one. There is a okay. runway. Is RuPaul is it RuPaul that's the one that has that phrase or is it sashay away? Or yeah, that's RuPaul. Yeah. RuPaul has a phrase, sashay away. Or Shante you stay. Or Shante you stay. So sashay away is in like away you go. Away you go. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get confused with Top Model, which had um what's her name? The model in Top Model? The, 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 is it Naomi Campbell? 
Tari Banks. <laughs> Tara Banks. <laughs> Where Tara Banks comes up with all these ludicrous phrases as well. Yeah. I can't remember. She has a specific one that she uses all the time where she's just like, smize. you got to smize. Smile with your eyes. Oh, okay. Smize. Smize. She's very aggressive as well. She's insane. Yeah. Tara Banks is fucking crazy. I love her. Now, Bartek, was this you? Did you play this guy looking at the building? Because I feel like you did. Well, Ryan, ask yourself, ask yourself this. Does he look two years old? <laughs> exactly. It was me. <laughs> the answer was yes. Poor Gary Cole. I love the running gag here that every building is the exact same design, yet he still it's goes and signs, yeah. yet he still goes and designs them. It takes like a week or whatever. It takes like days and days of time. I do love this where she's skipping in their driveway and he gives a very valid point of get out of my yard. In the Roger Ebert <laughs> review, he said that this was Jan doing it. Wrong. It's Mindy. Yeah. It's Cindy. I thought it was Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> he, make, he makes a bad seed reference, which I was happy about. He calls her, get out of here, bad seed, which is great because she looks exactly like the, the little girl from Bad Seed, which if you haven't seen that movie, get on that right now. That's the movie where this like, little five-year-old girl who kills people. Okay, but I'm podcasting. I can't. Okay, <laughs> well, you know, put it down in your list. Yeah, with... Uh, yeah, that's a great... Aliens movie. with Aliens. <laughs> no, man, it's such a good movie. That's a great movie. It's worth watching. Should I watch Bad Seed or Aliens first? Bad Seed. Okay. They're different movies. Hey, it's this guy who always plays Italian gangsters. He kind of reminds me of Sylvester Stallone, but I know it's not Sylvester Stallone. He's the guy... Have you seen Four Rooms? Yes. He's in the third room... The second room of the domestic abusive couple that tie each other up and put a gun in their face. He's the guy with the gun. He's like puts a gun in tim roth's face and he's just like abuse my wife that's him i always think of him in four rooms as the guy who's like abuse my wife hit me and tim roth's like i just want to leave <laughs> now this is a great scene bartek did you laugh hysterically at um michael mckean's hair mm. i did commend this dog how do you think they train this dog to lift his leg not pee and then leave asked it to looks like quite an old dog you know probably done a trick a lot of times it's a puppet. For what? Maybe the dog refused to pee, so they just threw in that line there to make it make sense. Now, but I got a question for you. You're that '70s show expert. I was. Once. When did that show start? 1998, I believe. So this set was just sitting here ready for them to use it in that 70s show, yeah? Mm, oh, yeah, maybe. Because it's the exact same set, except for they've flipped the lounge room to face the front door for some Do reason. Are there stairs like that in that 70s show? Um, the stairs up there? Yeah. They have the stairs in that location, but they look slightly different. Because mm. that's where Eric's room is upstairs. Yeah. Um, and you don't get to see the basement in this, so that's, that's this point. But yeah. the driveway is the exact same. Well, I know that the basement was a set, so it wasn't. Well, it's really all there. a set. Yeah, it's all a set, Bartek. They just reuse sets. Like, for instance, <laughs> don't break the magic. You want me to break it more? Yes. The Everybody Loves Raymond set, which I know you have seen so many <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, so break it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's the same as the that '70s show, but it's done to look like the '90s. Okay. <laughs> so they don't have the shag carpets and the plants. <laughs> They just have clothes everywhere. Because I guess the 90s, you were just putting your clothes all over the house. When did that start, do you think? The clothes all over the house. Yeah, when was that an aesthetic choice? When people started to work full-time because they couldn't afford their rent anymore. Oh, that's true. When that's women true. started When working. Mr. Dittmeyer started real estate owning people. 
when you had to own but owe twenty thousand dollars to the tax man. But Jan, you don't have any friends. <laughs> She had like a slight Cartman inflection, I guess. She pronounces school like in he, a very yeah. specific way. School. I need a cool guy in skew. <laughs> in skew. I'm saying it right now. Cartman ripped off Marsha. Well, yeah. Just saying. When did South Park start? 1997? Yeah, ripped it off. Hashtag confirmed. Train Matt. I know you're listening. You're going to well, get they made, the, they made the shorts, though, like a few years in advance. Tough shit. <laughs> Probably before this film, even. No, man. This would have come out in 1995. They would have come out in 95. These, They ripped him off, I'm telling you. So, Bartek, although your favorite is Jan, which Brady do you think you would be? No matter the gender. Hmm. Or, or, or species. They do mention a dog. Tiger. That They haven't seen in a while. Well, people it's have in seen, the second movie. Well, people have seen me in a while, so I'm not Tiger. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I've never fainted at looking at vagina. <laughs> hmm. Have you looked at vagina, though? That's the question. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> this kid probably has looked at vagina, so maybe not him. Right. Rule that one out. Maybe I'd be a fusion of the eldest and youngest brothers. Right. You don't. You don't want to be. You don't be Shelley Long. I'm cool like the little one, but I'm dorky like the big one. I would be. I would be Mr. Brady. I'm Gary Cole. I was thinking of the kids. You see, Bartek, you explained that pretty well, but let me explain it again for you, but better. (laughs) Gary Cole's seen. Brene, we know you're Jan. I am definitely Jan, except I don't have to wear curlers. Janae. That we know of. You do have curls in the exact same place, though. I like his uh, <laughs> nutcracker guy there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I love the the bathroom with the pictures of the baseball players. and Like, it's the bathroom, right? That's where the mirror is. Or is this just his room? I think this is just his room. He's oh, just, just practicing. his room. Well, thank, you for not, thank you for calling a bathroom and not toilet, because as we know... They don't have a toilet. Yes, James That's... Avery said so. Yes, I, I wanted to hear your perspective on James Avery, your favourite from Fresh Prince being in this. <laughs> I was very happy to see him. See him alive, for one. Yes. Well, I mean, this was in the middle of, you know, that <laughs> show's running. Can you imagine if you saw him in this and he was dead? That would be really tasteless of them. I'd be sad, but I'd be happy that now, he's there. would you take this guy out to the school dance, Charlie? I think I would, only because he matches my morals. So, he, you know, he's not going to take Jan to a lookout also, and put his arm around her and get to second he base. He also matches the tone of the Bradys. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they, he they're is. compatible. It makes you think that there's another family, like the Bradys, and he's that family. Was there a Charlie in the show? I Probably. Search me. Search me. Beep, boop, beep. Are they going to type? Be like, <laughs> type, 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 Google. Don't you like her list of things to do? Brush hair. She does that one. She does what that one the, immediately. That's the like the last one? one. What was the third one? I couldn't read it. I couldn't read it either, oh. but I'm sure it was vain. <laughs> was it something about Davy Jones? Oh, right to Davy Jones. Okay. Which is a very big plot thread. Did you expect Davy Jones to appear, Bartek? Well, Bill Nye didn't appear. What? Wasn't that his character in Pirates? <sighs> what? Davy I got Jones? the joke. It wasn't a good one. <laughs> okay, so um, we're moving on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just leave that one there. Let's go to the impressive thigh muscles <laughs> when we all know she shoved those up a cooch. 
When I watched this last night with my fiance, <laughs> she had her mouth wide open in shock of this scene. We won't get away with this in, in a kid's film today. Well, is it a kid's film, though? I watched it as a kid and I liked it. Well, in the interview that you told me to listen to, Ryan, they said that they wanted this film to be viewable for kids. And, yeah, for But fam- also adults. It's a family movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where the adults for the... The adult jokes aren't overwhelming enough for children not to be able to watch it and actually enjoy the morals and lessons and stuff. Uh, this is Greg talking to Greg, right? Yep. Yeah, that's the other cameo I couldn't remember. It's Greg and Greg. It's Greg and Greg. It's Greg on Greg. What, no? No? You didn't like that? No. Is it incest? That comes in the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> but is it incest? If Greg here sleeps with Greg there, <laughs> or is it masturbation? Self-cess. <laughs> <laughs> if you had sex with your own clone and they could give birth for some reason, is that, like, will the baby be you? Um, is it a, <laughs> would it be a thing of like because we we all have dominant and recessive genes in us so would it be like a, a sort of mix of like oh different genes will become dominant and recessive I don't or am I mixing up my genetics am I liquid snake right now yeah <laughs> I mean in Futurama Fry is his own grandfather oh and yeah he's, he's somehow... just missing a brain thing yeah that's so. true that's true. Um, now let's talk about the sandwich joke here in which <laughs> she wants to be plowed by two Brady boys who are both teenagers. Yeah, I mean, he's probably 18 or close to because he'd be... A oh, he's still growing. Mm. Well, he, he can drive a car, so he's at least 16. But the other one's definitely a child. And Oh, faint- is he? He's going through puberty. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Can't even look at a boob without fainting, so... I mean, but it's Jean Smart, so it's okay that she hits on two young boys because they're still growing. Does Greg call her a groovy chick at any point? <sighs> I think he does, actually. Oh, okay. It's his go-to. <laughs> it's his go-to. I love how pathetic every one of the Bradys are in a different way. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Like, in this universe, even Marsha is still a loser. Even though she's like she's attractive, but in, you know, everyone but she, hates her. But still. she's in yeah. her own yeah, world, we, so it doesn't bother her. That's yeah, like, why her best friend's a lesbian. That's why her best friend is the bandana wearing lesbian. <laughs> like, like she just doesn't get it. No one gets it. I loved when she thought she was going to be a teen model, and then the guy tells her what she needs to do, and she's like slaps him, like cut, cut my, my hair. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the most insulting. C- could part. I could I ask a question about the sequel? You may. Thank you. It's been a while Do since the... I've watched this, so you, you might, oh, I might not very, know everything. Oh, it's a very simple general question. Does she cut her hair? In the sequel, do they use the two youngest kids a bit more? Not they really. use the mum more. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing, here's the thing. My biggest negative about this movie is every member of the family has a story except for Mrs. Brady. She doesn't. Even Alice has a bit of a story with with Sam the Meat Man. Yeah. But Mrs. Brady doesn't have a story. She's just reacting off everyone else. In the sequel, she's the main focus of the story. Like she's mm. the main thing of the yeah. story. It's her ex husband, like long lost husband, first husband comes back. Yeah. So I commend the sequel on fixing the problem of this movie because Shelley Long's great, and I'm not even saying she's wasted here. She's great. She's giving all these facial expressions. Like every time Mr. Brady's on the phone, what makes it work is her reactions off of his reactions. Like him making it sound like they're all positive. Like yeah, really? Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, we definitely are them. <laughs> you know? But it's her reactions of that, like, doe-eyed, big grin, like, yeah, and her hair's, like, bopping two seconds too slow. You know what I mean? It's just she, so she's, great. She's a team with the, the the husband, basically, throughout this film. I wish I looked up this woman and if she was, like, a real... She most likely was a real model of she the time. She looks very familiar. I don't know whom she is, though. Like, she, I was like, it's not the chick from Wayne's World. Because she's not she's... Asian enough. Oh, yeah. I was wondering who you thought she'd be. Like, the chicken? You mean the Asian one? <laughs> I thought you were talking about, the, like, Heather Fawcett, or whatever she's called. <laughs> Which one? The um, one that they both froth over, and then she, like, makes a cameo in the. Oh, movie. right. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. a model. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. And here he is. Bink Winkleman from Married with Children. It's definitely just Kurt Russell with a nose piercing. It's also definitely someone that looks like there would be a character in Sky High. My my immediate... He's <laughs> <laughs> their photography guy. Like, okay, kitties, my superpower is I can duplicate myself. Like, that would be his power. The first few seconds of when I saw him, I thought it was Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just want to talk about this guy. He's a great... He's one of those great character actors. So, Renee and I were talking before. You were like, oh, this... You were talking about, like, some of the pointless cameos, like the photography guy. And I'm like, that wasn't a cameo. He's just a character actor who just took any job he could in the 90s. Like, he's one of those guys that's, like, in one episode of every TV show that ever existed. Mm. And you remember him. And you remember him in this because he's overwhelmingly creepy. He's got a distinct look. And it's the voice. Um, I loved him in, there's a single episode of Married with Children that he's in where he plays like a sleazy 80s romance game show host where it's like, do you know your spouse mm-hmm. kind of show? And his name is, hello, it's me, Bink Winkleman, which is the greatest name ever for a sleazy game show host. And in this, he gets to play sleazy photographer. Everyone in this is everyone. Like this, his boss guy, I know him from a bunch of stuff. He usually plays like priests. Which, look at him. Doesn't he look like he would play a priest, his he boss? Would, yes. Yeah. You can just be like, it's me, Father McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> so, when re-watching this Brene after so long and having a new perspective on it because you've grown up and you've realised that it's set in the 90s and maybe the humour has changed as well, what was it like seeing it all again and seeing that there's more of a snarky, satirical edge? I loved it. I love this movie a lot. And that's why I make my dad watch it and my friends and my sibling. It's just, it's got, yeah, like you said, it's got everything. And Jan is just, she's just too good. Yeah. Do you miss movies like this in which they're comedy with a script? Yes, I do miss that. (laughs) Isn't it sad that we live in an age where it's like, it's a rare commodity to have a scripted comedy? And like, they're still doing remakes of classic TV shows, but they're not as good as they were in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I was going to ask, have you seen the 21 Jump Street movies? Yes. Everyone claims that the 21 Jump Street movies are is are, are the pinnacle best of the remakes of the TV show into a movie. And I always say to them, is it, any, is it as good as the Brady Bunch, though? The Brady Bunch movie. I mean, really? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Or even the Adams Family movies, I think, are better than... Or Starsky and Hutch. 21 Jump Street. And, of course, Starsky and Hutch and Land of Lost and, you know, all of them. But uh, I feel like this movie... I wish there was more movies like this. Yeah, like, I Like, I would love it if... See, my problem with 21 Jump Street was it's like, yeah, it has, like, a snarkiness, too, about the original property, but it took it as the original idea was stupid. 
So haha, let's do it. But this movie this movie's like the Brady Bunch was so pure that it was stupid. And that's what they're kind of making fun of by just basically playing up the purity of the Bradys to ten. Yeah. And they reference the stuff that was going on behind the scenes too. Yeah. Like all the weird interdating with the cast members and things are referenced in this. Yes. And also just that they take direct plot points, like one of the most iconic is happening right now, the football to the to Marsha's nose, which is an iconic thing. The only thing they needed to do was introduce a random cousin into the into the show, into the movie, because they have that in Brady Bunch, where the Brady Bunch kids were all getting too old, so in the in, injected a new cast member as like their long lost cousin. Cousin Oliver was his name. Yeah, who was dweeby and no one liked him, and they got rid of him very quickly. I read that he's apparently in the sequel, but they like make fun of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. George, there's also a George Glass in the sequel, like a physical guy turns up and his name is George Glass. So there you go. Oh, that nose though. <laughs> that nose, uh, Alice. We haven't even talked about Alice and how. Let's be honest, she's the p- best cast one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you then later get the meet when, when the her, trucker who's the real when Alice. Her, yeah. It's like, That's they just the, clone her? That was like the most obvious, like, oh, this is an actor from the show. This is the character she played. Like, the other ones, I, you know, all they up They all the walk air. on cameos and you didn't really know or not know. But that one was like, she looks the exact same. She sounds... She sounds I'm like, this is clearly Alice. I don't know <laughs> if anyone else from the cast is in this movie or... Florence Henderson, yeah. but Obviously. Yeah, but all the other ones, it was like, oh, this is definitely a returning cast member. She looks exactly, like, everything's <laughs> down to the T of how she's just like Alice. Even if you don't, even if you don't know Alice, you kind of do, and you know that she's nailing it. Like, it's like they just got a cloning machine, just like, whoop, there well, all, you are. All I knew of Alice was the character in this film, and yeah, when that actress turned up, I'm like, that's Alice. Yeah, obviously they play her up for more kind of raunchy jokes and stuff, but like, mm. I love the bits where at the beginning she's telling her jokes and the family are there all laughing and then there's a bit later in the movie where she makes one of those jokes and it's only one other Brady there and they don't laugh but she still reacts like there was <laughs> laughter. <laughs> like like the audience would laugh like in the TV show the canned laughter I, I, the live audience. I did like that element of like they don't have the canned laughter in this movie. Yeah. So when there is a joke like that it's like oh this would have canned laughter in the show. <laughs> The best part of it, though, is some of the jokes that they're telling that are lame jokes are still funny. Mm. Yeah. Like, genuinely funny. Like, this one here. This is so good. Like, we've got to act normal. What would make the kids happy? Just just saccharis. There you go. Potato saccharis. Oh, here they are. All the neighbors visiting up. Um, oh, that's someone, too. That guy. He's Oh, oh, he's in Twin Peaks. He's the doctor in Twin Peaks, I'm pretty sure. This guy who's we're not, <laughs> not, not allowed to Can't see. Can't even see his face right now. We're not allowed to see. That's obviously um, isn't Will Smith's uncle. Yeah, James Avery. Yeah, just well now he's physically appeared on screen. We need yeah. to mention Uncle Phil. Is this she? No, she's not the Golden Girl. She just looks like everyone from the Golden Girls. Yeah. No, I no, don't it's think not him. It's not him. He, he looks, looks really similar. Looks like him and Gary Marshall had a kid and made that guy. Um, the fun fact: one of the writers for this wrote for Golden Girls. There you go. Yep. So if you have that Golden Girls feel, it's because of this. I would love to know if they would ever bother trying to redo Golden Girls into Betty one White of these movies, and Betty White would yeah. just play Rose again. <laughs> like she has, she's just the same. She's still alive, unlike most of the other. Cast All the members. other ones are dead. Yeah. Even Sophia, who was actually like the same age as them and playing older. 
Um, here's something. <laughs> the big man on campus. <laughs> this has one of the best raunchy jokes in the whole entire movie. <laughs> one, and then it's got two on two. Where it has this year where he's just like, it's not your nose I'm interested in. Yeah. And then they're like, he's a nice boy. No, he's not. He's a creep. <laughs> and then obviously the protection yeah. gag, which... Oh, boy. <laughs> what makes it work is just Gary Cole and Shelley Long are such seasoned pros that everything that they do in this is just, like, so refined. Uh, Bartek, with Marsha, is this the only other thing you've seen her in other than Zoolander? I mean, if you tell me she was in something else that I've seen, I'd believe you, but off the top of my head, that that's what I know. What about you, Brené? Anchorman? She in that? No, that's Christina Applegate. Oh. She's in the craft. Oh yeah, I've seen the she's craft. She's the bitchy girl. She like is... it's her hair. And then she's like, "I'm really sorry for being mean." She's like, "Whatever." Yeah, yeah, she gets a curse that makes her hair fall out, which was funny because in this movie she's all about her hair. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. The craft is a good movie. The that craft would have come out a fairly similar. The time, craft yeah. is one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, that's that's just um the Covenant, but with women. Oh, yes, we talked about that in that movie. <laughs> now, this is a great moment. This is one of my favorite jokes. Like, <laughs> For instance, I was getting prepared for this. I was telling my fiance I had not seen this movie. I was telling her about this scene. I'm like, oh, she kisses guys like that. You you slipped your tongue in. It's like, it's called a French kiss. <gasps> but I thought you were from Nebraska. This <laughs> is like one of my favorite because you think, yeah, God, this this is so great. And I love. He's like, I am. And she just still doesn't get it. Um, I do love the whole reversal on the typical, you think because she is the popular pretty girl who's dating multiple guys that she's going to be kind of, you know, the, the slutty older sister or whatever, but she's still a Brady. She's still pure. Mm. And that kind of costs her, like here, yeah. where she has to now walk. Her purity is of the oblivious variety. Yeah, she's she may be one of those mean girl types, but she's still, like, pure. She'll still potato sack race. She'll still potato sack race. Yeah, yeah. She's She gets called a slut in this movie, even though yeah. it's by the guy that wasn't allowed to sleep with her. Also, the condom balloons was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> just the skateboard inside the formal as well. <laughs> yeah, and the metal detector. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just the gun detector stuff. I love it. Oh, this bit when she puts on the wig. That is that what you did at your formal? I, I have curly hair, so I didn't really need to put on a wig of curly hair. But, but it would have helped. It would have helped, right? Yeah. Did you Do you dance like she does? I do. But, That's why I don't go out anymore. But do you? Oh, your problem is you don't dance like Marsha does with with the thumbs. Which no, but my brother dances like thumbs. that. All thumbs. Oh god. Uh oh. He's gonna get after him. He's wearing like a Gilligan's outfit there as well. What confuses me about American movies is it's always really ambiguous about which year group they're in. Well, it doesn't matter because I think she's in the same year group as Peter, but he's in the same year group as Greg, and it's always just like, they have classes together, even though they're different ages, I just get confused. Oh, it's because Americans are stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the answer. Now, we haven't talked about the big elephant in the room, Jan's inner voices. <laughs> <laughs> and how, at one point, even RuPaul says, a lot of mixed families with middle charts have severe schizophrenia. <laughs> 
and then proceeds to do nothing about it. Bartek, what did you think of that really kind of snarky, sinister kind of joke that they're doing with Jan being this really severely damaged middle child with voices in her head that eventually introduce a third voice, which made my fiancé go, Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) I I did love the scene with RuPaul there because... uh... Because RuPaul was bringing up all the obvious stuff that you would talk to a guidance counselor about, you know, like yeah. suicide, depression, pregnancy, things like that. But you know that, you know, this is a typical 70s wholesome family character, so it's not going to be played for maximum seriousness as it really should. Yeah. So I found that element very funny. Um, But what about the voices themselves? <laughs> Well, they had this very similar delivery to regular Jan, so I was very much into them. I did like that you could tell them apart, though. Like, the innocent ones, like, well, there no! Was a, there was also a visual really cue. They friendly! Oh, with her face. Yeah. With her head, like, tilting yeah, to one yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah. or the other. But I love just, like, how the vo- that the actress put on the voices still. Like, yeah. no, they're your friends! No, they're not! And then eventually... Mm. I'm a new voice of Jen. <laughs> I am. I am a bit worried for people that would watch this film with a more cynical expectation that, like, might think that Jan's actress, you know, can't read lines well. Whereas it's clearly a character decision. <laughs> yeah, all of them are wooden and stilted on purpose, especially mm. the pinnacle being Gary Cole again, because he's 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 playing it like he's he's the most. 60s, 70s, same with Shelley Long. Like, Shelley Long's head is always, like, bopping from side to side. She's with her, so perky. And she never blinks and shit. She's always, like, wide-eyed and like, yes, it's me! And they give her, like, a mole on her face to match Florence Henderson's mole on her face. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. So Shelley Long has this mole on her face in this movie, and I don't think she really does have that mole... But you know for sure that she probably doesn't, because when they cut to Florence Henderson, she has them all in the exact same place. So it's like, ah, oh, they're, they're doing the matching here. Yeah, Florence Henderson, she's technically a returning actress for this show as well, because she was in the song at the end of uh, Dickie Roberts. She was. She was. She was. Here he is, everybody. The deus ex machina the best. <laughs> it's our boy, Davey. He came in. Save the day. Davey Jones, sex symbol? No. Yay or nay? No. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. In this at... movie. Sex symbol? Yeah, nay. Nay. Um, did Why? you not see the teachers? Excuse, excuse me. Yeah, what? but I'm not a middle-aged woman, you know? I don't oh, you really... look like one, though, don't you? Mm, that's, a, that's a resigned yes. Greg's singing is more my style. Uh, you're, more, you're more of a Greg fan, huh? I'm more of a Greg fan. Those crisp white pants. Ba- ba- Bartek. Yes. David Jones? Yeah, nay. Well, yay. Yeah, yay, yay right here. That's two out of three ain't bad. Again, this not, dancing. Not even two, Ryan, the teachers. <laughs> yeah, all the teachers. <laughs> and, of course, Marsha. And Marsha's what really matters here. What her True. opinion is is what the one matters. I do love the audaciousness of the soundtrack, of how they give you the, the 60s, 70s versions of the songs, like with David Jones, we've already heard it, and then they kick in with the aggressive fucking grungy 90s and it's cringeworthy and embarrassing when they have the Brady Bunch theme at the end and the credits with the 90s version but you can just feel that it's like this very on purposely designed cynical edge of making fun of the 90s as well instead of like you know like a lot of movies where it's like hey we got an Aquaman movie let's get Pitbull to do Africa (laughs) you know or or, you know who's cool with the kids Eminem, get him to do Venom. Whereas, like, a studio's out of touch. This makes sense because 
everyone's out of touch in this. So the music needs to match how out of touch it is by, by, by trying to be so in touch with the 90s-isms of these classic 70s, 60s, 70s music. Hmm. With like, who would have thought hearing the monkeys, the singer of the monkeys, Dave, uh, you know, David Jones singing with a 90s grunge band backing him up. No one, no one, no one, no one. But you gotta love it. You gotta love it. You just gotta appreciate. Look at him go. I do love the fact that um, later on when they do the contest, yeah, and they and you, you they win, and you're like, how come they won? And you see all the judges are all of the monkeys <laughs> that are still alive. It's, it's the like, '70s people that love the '70s culture. Yes. Maybe they. Maybe they're looking up to Charlie. Do you think the TV show Johnny Bravo? Um, took its name, sake from this movie? There, there is a possibility. Because he's called Johnny Bravo. I think it was a few years after this. So, you're the Johnny Bravo expert here. I did I've watch never it. watched a full <laughs> episode, so... You tell me. Ripped it off? <laughs> well, based on the huge references to the Brady Bunch in the show Johnny Bravo, I'd have to say yes. Yeah, Johnny Bravo has become a popular meme. Has Where it? the reaction is him going, Whoa, mama! And they use that, like, shaky effect in Photoshop to make it look the, like the there's an meme, earthquake the, happening. The only like, meme, Whoa, mama! The only meme I've seen of him is him doing the face and stuff saying, um, I'm disgusted but curious or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I, I don't know enough Johnny Bravo material to be like, Yeah, that's a, that's accurate to Johnny. He's just a He's an Elvis big, muscly, guy, right? yeah, Elvis impersonator. Well, no, well, he has got the Elvis voice. He loves women, but they don't love him. He See, has no success with women. Why just didn't like she get her female-led superhero movie? She oh, I'm punched... sickened but curious. That's the meme. She, why didn't Why didn't you know she get her female-led superhero movie? She just punched the white guy in the face. Isn't that what Brie Larson's talking about? She's like punch white critics in the face. That's what this chick was doing it back in the nineties. So Ryan, there's some lesbian vibes in this shot right here. Yeah, I know, Pay right? Attention. Ooh. Oh, oh, there it is. The she, boob tissue. Is she, that accurate? We just keep tissues yep, in the boobs? we do. Just I hear they're called bishoes. <laughs> <laughs> How great. Oh, she smelt the boob sweat. She's like, yum, yum. <laughs> well, that's how it works, right? According to the Brady Bunch movie. That's why you have tissues in your bra to stop the boob sweat. To cause it. <laughs> to cause it. <laughs> but it sounds a bit... What, do they hang on, like, the outside of the bra? No. <laughs> you, you just tuck them in. It's like a little purse. How does that avoid the, the, the sweat? No, I'm saying <laughs> it causes the sweat. No, it soaks the sweat up. But then it's a sweaty tissue. Exactly. And it's you... going to get wet anyway. Then why have it at all? <laughs> because then you can pull it out and wipe your nose with it. See, Bartek's learning about boob sweat and tissue boobs. That's what we're learning about Maybe here. now I'll see a vagina. I-, I love Marsha's reaction to knowing that she gave him an erection. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, she literally drops her mouth open and goes, oh! <laughs> I mean, that's how I would feel if I was her. Now, how did you feel about the movie using 15 million dream sequences to show that she hates Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? I think they're just playing up her character from the TV series. Yeah. I don't remember her character in the TV series being so maniacally jealous. I think she was jealous, but this is like a very, very exaggerated version of her. Don't say. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> in one of the robot chicken sketches that I saw, it was a parody of the beginning of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but with the, the Brady parents. And in it, uh, with the exception of the two youngest children, they all get killed. And Jan gets killed right after Marsha, but just before she's complaining about why, you know, why does Marsha get to be killed, but not me? <laughs> so I think the jealousy gets played up in a few things. Um, I just want to celebrate the fact that the boss gives a really resigned thumbs up. Like, oh, I can't believe it actually worked. I don't know why he still has a job. Oh, it's because like, he's a nice guy. Yeah, but America. like Yeah, but it was the 90s. Nice it was the recession. People needed jobs. Yeah. There are more people looking for jobs. There would have been plenty of other architects out there. The 70s had a recession as well. Now, this is interesting. The Brady, the kissing. They kissing. They couldn't do that on the TV show. Couldn't do that. They were the first couple to be in the same bed. That That was Fred and Wilma. weren't animated. Oh, okay. They weren't animated. And, of course, the first couple to be non-asexual were the Addams Family. What Mm. about Bewitched? They were in the same bed. Yeah, but Bewitched was a little little different. No, were they in the same bed? Yeah. Well, tough. It's the Brady Bunch were the first couple <laughs> in the same bed. All they needed to do was sit on the toilet while making like out. Like the the every the Brady Bunch were still asexual very much. They weren't very kissy or romantic. Yeah. Well, while in the Adams family, very sexual. But you know they never got to kiss. Um, Gomez and Morticia. He would kiss her arms and then like put a cross on short with chalk and be like, "I remember where I was for next time," because he would always be told <laughs> not to finish. And and he would get in a, he would get sexually aroused when she spoke French. Oh, French! <laughs> oh, Tish, Tish, stop it! You're you're getting my blood raging, and he would like dance around the room. That was great. I love this whole scene where they're still trying <laughs> to pretend like nothing went on while they're sitting in this one, like this seat for one, and they're squished together. Just look at yeah, they have a couch for six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now, oh. you said to me. Good music number. Escalator, it, good. It is. Like, they're so in sync, and they managed to do it on an escalator. Which Those is, things are unpredictable. With a guitar that's still got all the tags on it. Yeah. And <laughs> everyone else, like, is just reacting to them. But like, they're, they're happy. crazy. Yeah. But, like, they're not joining in. It's not a big musical number. It's just the Brady Bunch doing it. I do love... Yeah, exactly. It's only them. I What I love about this whole sequence is they use a very clever way of reenacting the op- the iconic opening sequence of the Brady Bunch show with all their heads in the, the boxes. TVs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the TVs and the cameras. And to, they're all in the right spot, right? And they're all in the yeah. correct spots, and it's done to annoy Mr. Dittmeyer. And it's like a nice genius way of in-universe using and the iconic shot. I'm pretty shot. sure she's holding like a sex toy in the background there, but it's never uh, really like... Oh, is it a sex toy? I thought it was a plunger. Is it a plunger? It's a plunger. She's holding a plunger. She... I thought it was like a vibrating um, massage thing. No, no, it's a plunger. Okay, good. Because I was very confused when I watched it. I'm like, is that a sex toy? It's a big toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very big. Uh, it's almost the size of a plunger. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the part where Mr. Dittmeyer... <laughs> Carrying the toilet. With his neck brace that instantly falls off as soon as people hit him. <laughs> the part where he's looking at the TV and all of them. Yeah. That's a shot for the horror remake. Yeah, 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 exactly. Look at him go. Wait, wait. He's sensing them. He hasn't even seen them. He senses them. <laughs> there they are. I love Gary Cole. Just, yeah, they're all great. Of course, Alice kicking it up a notch. And of course, broken foot. Um, now, Michael McKean, we've had him on previously for Coneheads, in which yes. he played a very similar character, um, corporate douchebag guy who wants um, money. Yeah. 
And in this movie, he's corporate douchebag guy who wants money. But he's being pressured by higher-ups. Oh, unlike in Coneheads, when he was pressured by higher-ups or else they would fire him. That was the thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a real stretch for him. But this is the guy from Spinal Tap. Just, just This is the things he does. I love Michael McKean, but he, like, he can switch. Like He can be the lead guy, and this is Spinal Tap, doing his British accent, and he's a Drake. Then he can play corporate villains, and then he can be in Better Call Saul. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like the dramatic center point of the show. And he's like, really different. I love this guy. He's just so sleazy. He's the exact guy that you would go, yeah, yeah. He would have cast, you would have cast him as Mister Dittmeyer, like, like in Coneheads and in this. The legwork's already done for you once you cast him. Like, you, you don't even need a good script. Just cast him, and you're like, oh, I know the character. This is one of my favorite lines from his character as well. When he's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's open. Of course it is. <laughs> when he said that, I'm like, this. I bet Ryan loves that line. <laughs> I do. My favorite line was when he called uh, the one of the kids a creep. It's like, get out of <laughs> Okay, maybe I grew my head for a reason. Well, what reason would that be? So I wouldn't have to see your family. Okay, now get out of my yard, creep. <laughs> An immediate payoff. Like when he said that, I was like, oh, this is set up. But I thought it was going to be way later in the film. Then immediate, <laughs> immediate payoff. Now that's a shirt. Don't that's you... that's a shirt you'd wear, yeah. It's a shirt. I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's lollipops. Oh, I thought they were like pool balls and matchsticks. Uh, but uh, I guess lollipops makes more sense. Uh, pool balls and what sticks? Matchsticks. Why would it be that combination, not pool cues? <laughs> I don't you know the stick that you hit a pool ball with? Because they were like... Ah, uh, you know me, but it's like I play pool with a matchstick. Just I'm like a snooker champion. Well, if you need to set them on fire, you need a matchstick, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, I do love this whole sequence and how it actually works. <laughs> like, I was expecting that twist where the guy doesn't believe him because Brady's so pure, but he does believe him. But it's believable because he's so intense. Yeah, yeah. With like... the, uh, actually, let's give a minute si- and some yeah. puppies. Like, the kids died and some puppies. The moment of silence was yeah. something that's like, oh, no, he's going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't make me give a moment of silence if it was a lie. Look at this dancing here. Now, movie. this is my favorite Gary Cole outfit in the movie. His little pink ascot matching the pink on his shirt. Favorite. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <like> idiot. I <laughs> <laughs> just look at them. Gary Cole also reminds me that we evolved from apes. <laughs> Oddly enough, he has a bit of a monkey charm in this. Look at her go. That's why his daughter married Ben Stiller. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and that's why he plays Will Ferrell's dad in Talligator Nights. Oh, that was him. That is him. Yes. I know. So here's the thing. In this movie, he plays Straight Lace Dad. In 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 The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, he plays the fucking scummiest person on the world. He can play straight-laced and gutter trash. And that's what you want in an actor. I read that this... You want someone who you look at and go, they could be my dad. Or you could say, oh, they're my dad. I read that this was <laughs> apparently his first time really doing comedy. Is that true? That's sh- I'm shocked. I mean, I, I don't know. I have seen him in a lot of dramatic works from the 90s and early 2000s. But I know him more for comedy like Office Space being the clear example. I mean, have you seen Office Space? You know the meme. It's him dressed in like this corporate outfit with like the suspenders and these big glasses and like the white co- uh, the white uh, cuffs and he's holding like a mug. He's got his hand on his oh, hip. Oh yeah, yeah, that's him. That'll be great. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be great. And oh, people, it is. yeah, that's him. 
That's him. Now, Brene, you're horrified that the children share same rooms. Yeah. Are you horrified that they're now on their last day living in this house, sharing the one room? That's less freaky to me because they're all together and it's kind of like a sleepover vibe. But when there's three in a room all the time... What's wrong with that? That's a big house. They so could have what? had other bedrooms. Well, you know, so James what? Avery did make that joke for like one bathroom... They have no toilet. 11 people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. Actually. Alice works for free. Yeah, Alice works for free. Also, Alex, uh, Alice has sex <laughs> or implied Sam? sex. Mm. He brought her a meat delivery, as he Kinky, says. Well, a bowl, she, she got bowled over. <laughs> I do love that scene, too, where he walked in with a cigar. They're like, Sam, what are you doing here? I had a meat delivery. This <laughs> 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 is like so casual and he just accepts it. Have you ever had this happen to you? Where you felt like running away because no one listened to your brilliant idea? I mean, I couldn't really run away to anywhere because I lived in the middle of nowhere. That's somewhere. I mean, there was nowhere to go other than the rest of the town. Mm. Now, believe it or not, Bartek, Sam the Meat Man isn't the same actor from Fido. I know he looks similar, but he isn't. To the, the, the sleazy neighbor? No, the dad. He, All right. He, he isn't. But he looks oh, like him. I'm having this weird moment where it's like, oh, I know what you mean now. And oh, that's not him. Because <laughs> yeah, I looked this guy up and oh, like, wow. this guy often gets confused with that actor. Oh, wow. like, oh uh, I can totally see that now. Yeah. So don't get confused. I can totally see that. And that's not the case. Well, <laughs> now let the Brady's fuck is what their writers said at this point. Bartek and I had the pleasure of listening to a great little interview with one of the writers of this. You listened to it? Yes, his last name was Cop with two Ps. And um, from Spiderhouse Podcast, that's mm-hmm. worth listening to. And it was very interesting to get a, a context for this. Oh, because he's the nipple tassels. He's the nipple tassels. Distract. And <laughs> they, they hint that the tattoo already. There was a, Her tattoo was on her arm. So they already hinted at that. So, um... What I liked about learning about the behind the scenes of this is because it's like, how did this come together? Like, you know, we all know that Hollywood likes making movies out of old properties. We live in the age now where we're getting the live action Lion King. Live action Lion King. Realistic CGI. Yeah, that says moody. Shot for shot realistic lions of Lion King. Sure, that 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 screams quality to me. Sure, don't cast Jeremy Irons again, but whatever, whatever. I don't want to get into it. But um, it's kind of like, what was the approach of going, yeah, the Brady Bunch, and let's do it in this fashion? Because it could have been so easy for them to do it in several ways, where it's just a direct kind of translation, or something like Lost in Space, where they just did basically an updated, cool-for-the-kids version, right? Yes. This movie goes for a completely different route, where it almost is like they love it, but they also uh, hate They hate it, it yeah. seems. The journey, according to the, the interview, was that the original script was completely G-rated, the next script was going R-rated, and then this final one, they got to, like, the PG. Yeah, mainly because of the director. Like, she kind of evened out the, the kind of tone and stuff. Even if some of the things you read in the script are rated they kind of play it off, kind of more PG. Because the idea was, let's make the Brady's more PG-13. You know, we want to hit the demographic of the teens, and that kind of stuff will be there too. But you also want some younger people to see it as well. And also, you want it to appeal to the original Brady Bunch fans who are now all adults. Yeah. 
And I think he does a great job. I think he does a great job. I mean, look at this. Yeah. I never thought on the Brady Bunch show that you would have a prostitute telling Jan that she could work it if she lost that wig. No, it's good because it's like she's innocently running away thinking, oh, I'm going to go on to great things. And she just bumps into a bunch of like prostitutes, prostitutes and destitute people being like, this is probably what's going to happen to you if you run away. Like, I would love that movie too. Uh, I love and hitchhiking. Like she's so naive. Like, but that's in this not world, it paid in off. In this world, it paid off that's because true. she met the older version of herself. Basically, but it could end Schultzy. badly because it is a truck. And like, well, well Brene, are you, are you are you saying that truck drivers aren't good people? I'm just they could be our listeners. They that, work very hard. There were you a lot of serial hard. killers in the 1970s and 80s that picked up well, hitchhikers oh, oh, and killed oh, them. Oh, Brene, Brene, this was the 90s. I know. Isn't it more common for the hitchhikers to be the killers? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Tell that to Ivan Milat. <laughs> Never met him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolf Creek. <laughs> um, Tell that. Is that a character in? Oh, oh, you based? Oh, yep. Yeah. Ivan Milat's yeah, a real person. The backpack girl. Mm. Yeah. No, no, he's just some friendly old Russian man, Ivan. <laughs> you can take a live with him. He won't murder you and bury you in Sutton Forest. I think that's where I was. Brene seems look, to know a lot about Ivan Milat. Well, look, I, I ask, I ask you this question. Of the two that are currently in the truck right now, who's more likely to be the killer? Oh, it's Jan. <laughs> definitely Jan. It's definitely Jan. That's true. She's got the psycho But voices. she hasn't quite hit the breaking point yet. She's about to get her third voice. I think she's most likely to kill Marsha first and then go on a spree. I don't think so. I think yeah, she'll just okay. start with whomever and then fail at killing Marsha because that would be just typical. But wouldn't failing to kill Marsha trigger her even more to go on a spree? Oh, yeah, but that's what happens. But then she like, fails. What's, what's her... She fails. She's been like locked up and like Marsha's alive. And she's like, Aah! what's her killer journey? Does she kill the one that made her crazy first or does she work up to it? I think she kills whoever makes her snap in that moment and then mm. unleashes. Uh... Possibly someone who reminds her of her sister. Because everyone snap. treats her like shit in this movie. That's, oh, yeah. that's the joke. It's mainly Marsha, but everyone does too by osmosis mm. as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's why she's left because they all are like, no... RuPaul respects her. Work it. Yeah. You better work. RuPaul will probably be the first victim. RuPaul will be pushing too hard to get the book written. Not 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 Schultzy. Yeah. No. Who's like? I know you. You're like me. And then the voice is like, she's nothing like you. But I think she's like mellow and nice enough to kind of even out her voices a little bit. But then you realize she's a serial killer too. This is just a really weird episode of Dexter that took (laughs) a really odd turn. And then, yeah, I'd love it if what's-his-name from Dexter turned up in this. Then he's just like... Then it starts being an episode of Dexter. I mean, it's as ludicrous as the ending of Dexter, so why not? Yeah. Oh, oh wait, wait. I had a note. There's a scene in which... Um, if you haven't seen it, it's really great. So in this movie, Mr. Dittmeyer falls off his treadmill. Mm-hmm. Mm. In... <laughs> in Dexter. <laughs> a little kid... Gets on the dad's treadmill and falls off, and it like it's so funny. He just skids off, and he doesn't fly all the way. He skids off so his face is on the end of the treadmill, so it's scratching up his face, and it's just okay. so hilarious. It's like like his face. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mum grabs it. It looks like they just smeared jam on his face. So oh. the kids like <laughs> the kids crying terribly, like terrible acting. He's like my face, and I'm just it's so funny because this is a show like about a, a serial. This is a show about a serial killer who kills serial killers, and. Yeah. <laughs> And this is what you go to. 
Great. Because in Freddy Got Fingered, there was, the, there was that the kid. The joke about the kid who always gets more and more injured, and then he gets yeah. exploded. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is traumatizing. You love it, though, don't you? No. I you, know, you know my favorite thing about Freddy Got Fingered? The only reason that Rip Torn is in the movie as the dad was because he has a cool voice. <laughs> like, like, he was known as more of a voice guy, but mm. in the 90s, with Men in Black primarily he became more of an actual actor physically but he's known for that voice ripped yeah. on voice and that's why he's in freddie got fingered because they would they loved that voice of him being <laughs> like you you fucking idiot <laughs> oh god now i do gotta mention i've gotta mention this i would love a house designed by mr brady to live in wouldn't you it's very spacious like their living space is massive no toilets though yeah, but you got a garden with AstroTurf. Do you want AstroTurf? No. You don't have to mow it, though. You have to mow the neighbor's lawn. I love this. Do you want AstroTurf? No, but all of these positives. <laughs> all the positives. Um, now, here's something i got to ask you, Bartek. Oh, dear. Having not seen the sequel, are you keen and interested in watching the sequel after seeing this? I'd like to check it out. Before the episode, I asked you about it, and you said it's basically more of this. Like It's more of this. No yeah. no yeah. better, no worse. It's like, I like this. I like more of this. Yeah. Sounds good. So, A Very Brady sequel, is that the name? Yeah. Yep. Now, answer me this, you two. Why does this movie only have a 6 out of 10 on IMDb? And why is it that when you bring this movie up to people, people go, uh... Because... They just don't understand, I think. Why? Well, maybe they haven't seen the original and they don't understand that this isn't a remake. Maybe they just think it's a remake. They're like, what were they on? <laughs> okay, Bartek? Because most of the people on IMDb are the type that begin sentences with, duh. Yeah, <laughs> true. Also, I have some IMDb It's not a very good cross-section so of humanity. Is <laughs> duh, like... me like superhero movie. Yeah. Where's it's... the post credit stinger in this in which they set up the extended <laughs> universe? It's not Black Panther. We hate it. <laughs> what are those? Are there any Marvel people in this film? Uh, that's actually a very good question. Uh... I don't think so. I don't think anyone in this film is white or famous enough. <laughs> oh, no, white no, or no, British no, or no, famous. There no, are famous people. I mean, Shelley Long and Gary Cole. But yeah, like, but like TV famous, not. Putting, putting famous aside, no one in this film is white enough. Yeah. White and British, they're, they're... You know? <laughs> yeah, well, well, there are no black people except for fucking Uncle Phil. Yeah, I'm RuPaul. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the race car driver, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, oh, yeah, she pulled the race card. <laughs> then you said race car driver. Um, fun fact, this band, the Dittmeyer band. Is it a real band? Were in a Pearl Jam film clip. So Pearl Jam is mentioned in this movie, but Pearl Jam features this movie in its p- film clip by having this band. So it who's in cool. whose universe? <laughs> who's in whose universe? Pearl Jam's in this universe. So we live in the Brady Bunch world? Yeah. Not the Brady Bunch world lives in ours? <laughs> we are in the Brady Bunch world. Well, we're at the end of the 2010s. This is the 90s. Oh, yeah. We were toddlers. At this point in time, we didn't we know We were any like better. two years old, yeah. Yeah. I was living out in Western New South Wales. I thought you were going to say in the womb. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you were in 
Western New South Wales. I don't know where you were. Was it Western New South Wales? No, not everyone who was asked is from Western New South Wales. <laughs> Some people. Well, <laughs> I wasn't even the West. I was East. Some people. I mean, <laughs> mid North Coast. Not, it's, yeah, but you're not. I'm on near the, coast. the sea. <laughs> I'm near the sea. I'm like 20, 20 half an hour drive from the sea. Some people living oh, in Melbourne well, are from Melbourne. It's west of the sea, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're only east if you're in the sea. Exactly. <laughs> That's oh, how it works. The fastest way for me to get to the sea is to head south. I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say capitalism. But um, to get to the sea? The fastest is the fastest way. I've never lived near the sea. Really? Yeah. My like, second high It explains sc- a lot. My second high school was right next to the beach. <laughs> Brene looks like a mole person. Yep. You look like um <laughs> I've never seen the sunshine. You know Bill and Ben, the flower pot men? <laughs> you look like a character from that. Thanks. Have you heard that before? Yeah. You have? No, I haven't. That's a lie. You look like a womble. I worked with a guy we called Noddy because he looked like Noddy from... Was he also incredibly gay like Noddy or...? No. I mean, he had a kid at 16, so... Just like Noddy. <laughs> It was so, just these little rosy cheeks. We used to play the naughty theme song to him over the staff radio. <laughs> and all the other staff members were like, I don't get the joke. And we're like, look at him. And they're yeah. like, ah. Oh. He does look like naughty. He's like naughty now, for the song. what did you think of their act and how much Mrs. Brady got into it? They could have been more in sync with some of their turns. But, but the, the, like the, the little they, kids miss some of but the But that's beats. okay. They just got it together that afternoon. Yeah, but like, if this was a real musical, they would all be in perfect time. Have either of you seen the video on YouTube that used to be the most viewed called, I think it was like History of Dance? The Evolution of Dance. Evolution of Dance, yeah. Where the guy goes through like pretty much all the dances. Yeah, through like the 20th century and early 21st. Mm. And one of them is this song and this dance where they do like the up and down bit. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I rewatched it recently, so... Why? Because I haven't well, seen it in forever. Memory, memory lane. I haven't seen it in forever, and I was curious to see what the comments were like these days. And what were they like? Oh, a lot of nostalgia for when it was the most popular video. Uh, wrong. It was huh, 2019, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> you know that, right? It's, it's, it's old YouTube comments. I old don't videos. read YouTube comments. Oh, dude, you got to read them. On old YouTube videos, the first comments from more recent ones are usually like, 28, 2019, is anyone? Any, is anyone yeah. watching this in 2019? Or people who are smart asses first. You should go to the the just a first comment. <laughs> you should go to any of the uploads of that old <laughs> film with the train coming into the station. All the snarky, <laughs> intelligent comments. My favorite thing about YouTube comments is the only time I've ever um you've heard this, Bartek. Oh yes. The only time I've ever replied to a YouTube I want to see this chain. Yeah. Uh, in which I replied to someone being a dipshit, being like the gro- the background isn't a real forest. It's clearly fake green screen where it's clearly supposed to be that and i just wrote really are you sure about that i'm pretty sure that they would have went out and filmed on location and for the like last three years i get notifications tell me someone's replied to that and be like dude did you not notice it's clearly green screen you could see like this thing this thing and then i comment back being like really i mean i just can't see it guys but i might take your word on it but until I hear from the creators, I'm thinking it's in a real forest. <laughs> like, so like, I keep getting people commenting on it. I haven't heard for like last year, but I'm sure now someone will. People mm. on YouTube like to be right. Do they? People on the internet like to be right. Mm. Yeah. They've got too much time on their hands. Um, Bartek, 
who who was your who was your favorite character in the whole entire movie, even outside of the family or like even a side character if it is just Jan? Because it's hard not to just say Jan. Because I like Mr. Dittmeyer, but I also like the side character, the auctioneer guy. Yes, from mm. Intolerable Cruelty, yeah. Yep. And by extension, say by the And there's an yeah. auction in the second movie with Zsa Zsa Gabor in it. That was her last acting role. That was very bizarre. She's very difficult to understand. All the Gabors were. That's true. I think I liked Alice a lot. You mm. did? She was funny. Yeah. Funny because, you know, the part of it was lameness, but it was funny. <laughs> you would play Alice. I'd like to play Alice. You would play Alice Cooper. <laughs> my name's my name's Ice. Al Ice. <laughs> I remember saying one time to one of my friends, like, oh yeah, Alice Cooper's great. He's awesome. But like, it's not a girl. <laughs> I mean, in Riverdale, Betty's mum is called Alice Cooper. Yeah, which really annoys me when I'm looking up stuff about Alice Cooper the musician and all this fucking Riverdale shit comes up. I'm like, could you not have named your character someone else? Alice Cooper's owned that name. Don't you do that. It's like it's like saying, oh yeah, in my Riverdale show, the dad's name's Mick Jagger. No <laughs> relation to Mick Jagger, the Rolling Stones singer. Or it's like, oh yeah, I just casually called him George Harrison. What do you want? <laughs> So we got another payoff here to a character established earlier. Oh, yes. Each character Jack. also gets a little moment, too, where uh, he's using his knowledge of being a safety monitor guy to persuade the police to join in. He knows the law. He knows the law. And I just love, yeah. Uh, Eddie, was Eddie, it? Eddie, he... Please. <laughs> he was doing a very good job carjacking earlier in the so film. Bartek, you must have creamed your jeans when you saw the auctioneer guy who was your favourite character from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I think it was only in like two episodes or something. Saved by the Bell is something Bartek has watched all of and remembers all of for some reason. I, I, I'm not too confident. You watched the college years. I did, yeah. You watched the one where they went to Vegas or something. That was the wedding, yeah. See how he corrected me there? I was like, you watched the one of Saved by the Bell where they went to Vegas. Oh, I, you mean that's the wedding one? Like, let me clarify you mean, that. People. You mean wedding in Las Vegas, right? You mean the wedding one? <laughs> I don't know if I've seen Hawaiians. Where though. Screech gets all weddingy? Is Screech the one marrying someone? No, it's Zach Ryan. Is Zach marrying Screech? <laughs> oh, here comes a dad doing some explanation. Yeah, I. You know what my favorite part about this is? Michael McKean slowly escaping in the background. <laughs> he's got plenty of time. He doesn't really need to slowly yeah, escape. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's like a real world character. We did an episode on the film Annie from 2014. I haven't seen it. Black Annie? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Blanny. <laughs> so uh, there's a character in that. It, Bobby Carnavale plays a character who seems like a real-world character. He doesn't have any musical numbers, nor is he in any musical numbers. And I suggested that he lives in a world that's a musical, but he is not aware. Because yeah, he's in between songs. <laughs> there's one song that ends, and as soon as it ends, he just runs in and like and starts talking. And, like he never acknowledges. And I, I called it like we had to make a movie about him. He's like one of those real world characters in a fantasy world. He's his movie about him living between the songs would be called Between the Notes. Sorry, <laughs> and it's reading the subtitles. Mrs. Topping likes to walk through her living room naked. Yes, she does. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, Uncle Phil appreciated that. Um, I did like. Michael McKean walking up and being like, $20,000? I have $20,000! Just how artificial he says it. <laughs> so great. Um, I like how no one's acknowledging the gay couple in the background. 
Aw, it's a gay interracial couple too. Yeah, but no one... How uh, groundbreaking. It is, actually. Mid-90s? True. You know, like that's a tough break. You could tell a Golden Girls writer wrote this. <laughs> right? A gay Golden Girls writer wrote this, whose new show is about bears living together in a house. Like, not bears the animal. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. Did you? Yeah. Are you a bear expert? I am. Now, Bartek's clearly a bear, right? Yes. Because <sighs> <laughs> in a previous episode when I said you were clearly a bear, you said you weren't. And then Did we I? had a debate about it, and I'm like, you're clearly a bear. It depends on the level of chest hair, I think. He has... His po- look at the level of hair on him now. He's That's got a true. Tongue. I know a few other Polish guys, and they're all very hairy. That's right. They're, they're hairy race. Oh, here's Florence Henderson. See the mole there? She's got the mole. Oh, it's on oh, the other side. Oh, she's so glamorous. Okay. Is it on the other side? Because <laughs> well, I remember when you pointed it to me, you pointed oh, it on right, the side right, yeah, yeah, on, sorry. so I was just confused. It's on the side yeah, of That we're the not seeing one. now. Florence Henderson's an icon. Even you, Bartek, were like, you know who Florence Henderson is, even though you haven't watched the Bradys. Mm. Why? Why do you know who Florence Henderson is? Uh, whose line's it anyway? They had her on. Really? She wasn't performing. She, like, oh. They brought her on the stage and had them sing to her. Ah. I would have loved her to perform. Yeah, that would be great. So, I know Florence... Florence Henderson's TV mum. Like, you know, it's either her Well, that or was the reason Her she, or June Lockhart. That was the reason she was in the, um, the Ricky... Ricky Bobby. I almost said Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't know. Um, Whose line is it anyway? No. Uh, Dickie Roberts. Sorry, not Ricky. Yeah, Dickie Roberts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and they're implying that she, Cindy's going to have an evil voice. I think she's the most likely to be a serial killer. Don't you like her dancing, Cindy? But she... It's her hair that freaks me out because I you, know it's not her real hair. When she grows oh, up... Oh, do you think? <laughs> when she grows up and becomes a serial killer, do you want her to still have the lisp? Yeah, of course. Obviously, and she's going to kill hitchhikers. You know what I love? In this whole sequence, there's more marshes yeah. than anyone else. And kind of making out with the teacher. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Because he fainted last time, so now he's and confident. RuPaul is just doing uh, their and, thing. And Marsh is getting sexually molested by the lesbian. And the little one became a cop. Oh, and then the tassels. There's no tassels. There's just rubber nipples. That's okay. Maybe she didn't want the tassels on. Too much effort. Ran out of glue. Ran out of hot glue. RuPaul <laughs> should have come on set and taught them how to sashay away. And what was the other one? Shantae, you stay. Shantae, you stay. Um, okay, the movie has unfortunately ended. I'm noticing now that everyone's name is in lowercase. Yeah. The character in names. Font in character names. Does RuPaul have a name? Or is it just RuPaul? RuPaul. I think they have a name, but RuPaul is just there. The last name is Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Sher. How Sher has obviously more than Sher is a name. Does she, does she have more than one? I I don't know. I assume she has a last name. I thought she was from one of those like. But you have to have one in... on your license, don't you? I thought Sher Sher's not. I thought Sher was like from some. Isn't she like Indian? I have no idea. Or was? I can't remember. <laughs> Well, she's she's she, she's had a lot of work done. She has. She's, she's not human now. She can't sing very well now. She can. How dare you? I watched Mamma Mia. Oh Here we my go God. again. <laughs> um, I thought she was from like some cultural or ethnic background in which you can just have one name. But I thought if she moved to America, she would have to have two. You don't have to change that. Oh well, they. You're do. stereotyping America. Maybe she's lady. But but sure. what about Madonna? That's her real name, right? No. What was her name? 
before Madonna. There was some really like when they write basic a, name. When they write about Madonna before her career, do they call that section of her life pre-Madonna? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second though. That's another bad joke. No, it was a quality question. You did answer it. Um, uh, yay or nay? I think she was like and Marilyn you Madonna, Monroe. I'm like, here it comes. Here just it had comes. like kind of like a hick name. Um, like did you know Sting's name is just Gordon? <laughs> Gordon Sting? <laughs> no, Sting, no, it's Gordon, Sting Gordon? Some, Gordon something rather. He was an English school teacher and he decided one day that his name would be Sting and no one wanted to call him that. And then he became a successful musician called Sting and then everyone calls him that. They're like, ah, oh, shit. And then Greg in this film was a reference to that with the Johnny Bravo thing. Exactly. So, Bartek, I'd love to hear your review and rating of The Brady Bunch Movie. Well, funny that you want to hear my review and rating of The Brady Bunch Movie. Because I too love, but my love is for the movie. This movie is great. I love it. I think it is, in fact, great, and I love it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was. I want to see more films have this kind of farcical edge to them, where because you're right, Ryan. We have done a lot of adaptations of. Uh, old TV shows into movies or, or not even TV shows, properties into movies. And they've all been, you know, sort of played straight-ish. Like, there was a twist with Bewitched. That was cool. And then Starsky and Hutch. And Starsky and Hutch. There was a little bit of a twist. The twist is it's Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> like the Shyamalan twist was the credit said Ben Stiller. And you're like, really? I thought that was some kind of monkey man <laughs> that they got in from the circus. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see more, if you're going to do more adaptations of old properties, to have a sort of twist to them. Not just like, oh, here's a returning actor in one scene for a little cameo. Yeah. Do some more with it. And the Brady Bunch film, you know, Ryan, you've built it up for a long time and it paid off hugely. Hugely? Hugely. <laughs> Especially in China. <laughs> you got to pronounce it more like vagina. Bigly Gina. Look, I only talk about things I know about. Renee's <laughs> <laughs> not looking impressed. <laughs> she's, she's like, she's she's like re- I know a lot about vagina because I have one. Let me teach you about it. Renee's out of chalk. Renee's still drawers. reeling over my Bill Nye joke. Oh, that was just. <laughs> Joke? What was better, that or the prima donna line? The prima donna. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> Don't need to be. I've worked on that one for nearly Very a decade. Very long time. Yeah, pretty much. A you decade. used it in a show five years ago. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I greatly love it. Recommend it. Watch it. I give this film. I give this film eleven out of ten. Ooh. Yeah, I stole it, didn't I? Shit. Thief alert! <laughs> beep boop beep. So, Brady Bunch movie, my review, my rating, gotta do them or else the police will Just come along. Just to be along. clear, this is Ryan talking now. This is me now. <laughs> this isn't Brene doing a fantastic impression of me. Nope. It's the Real Deal Ryan here. That's my new name, Real Deal Ryan. Real Deal Ryan here, not, giving not, you not a quite tasty... soft hey Ryan, but yeah. Soft hey Ryan's a different kind of Ryan. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of guy who says, hey. <laughs> really softly this is real deal Ryan here. that's a reference to an episode Rachel was on so there you go my fiance yeah, yeah. so here's the deal people the real deal from real deal Ryan 
That's the review that I just gave. <laughs> <laughs> Rating is... No. Brady Bunch movie, fantastic, wonderful. One of my favorite comedy movies of the 90s. One of my favorite examples of how you can get an old property and adapt it with a comedic edge. Also, one that has a script. I know, a comedy movie with a script and a talented cast of characters, actors being in there. You know, you got the woman who plays Alice just looks like she's str- just ripped straight from the original show and plonked in here. It's just great. You have Gary Cole delivering that dry sensible wit that he always has Shelley Long doing a great job here she gets to do more in the sequel so you know watch that if you want to see more of her do stuff but she does a great job here the actress of Marsha great of course she's an I- she's iconic but Jan Jan the man she's perfect she's the thing that holds it all together she's the glue here which is iconic which is ironic because her character thinks she's kind of overlooked but I think everyone who watches this movie is stunned by her performance She's five years older than the actress who plays Marsha. Mm. Isn't that impressive? Yeah, it is. It's pretty impressive. It's impressive because if you pay attention to the... the <laughs> I thought you were going to say, her, she looks five years older. If you pay attention to the lines in the film, they actually say that she's meant to be the middle sister. And Marsha's meant to be the Whoa, oldest. Whoa, hold on, truth fact, Bartek. You're listening to Real Deal Ryan here, 90210. <laughs> so who'd win in the fight? The, the Real Deal Ryan or Truth Fact Teller Bartek? Cause... Uh, soft Hey Ryan would win. <laughs> he's just so... too... Yeah, he's too soft. If I had to give this him. movie a rating, which I do, dog... Soft, soft Hey Truth Teller Real I Deal. would have to give this a Bink Winkleman out of Davy Jones' Locker. Pretty good. Brene? <laughs> Your review and rating better be stellar. Well, I, I expect, I expect no less. That's the real deal. <laughs> the real deal. I know this movie just fills a void for me because I love '90s films and I love '90s high school films, which is why I like <laughs> The Craft and Jawbreaker and Clueless. Clueless is that the night? Yeah, it is. And like Heather's oh, kind of vaguely in that, even though that's the '80s. And I love bad '70s stuff. <laughs> And so it's the best of both worlds. It's got musical numbers, which I love. It's got flannels, which I love. And it's got a lot of blonde people, which I also love. Nazi confirmed. (laughs) So I would give this film three inside voices out of three. Ooh. I forgot she had another one that I couldn't steal. Ooh, (laughs) blondes. So Bartek, you have gathered, oddly enough, internet comments from YouTube, which... Brene doesn't look at it. No. Oddly enough, I've just got IMDb reviews. Because oh! there, weren't, there weren't many YouTube comments that were interesting enough to bring on. I'm doing an effect where it sounds like I'm... Yeah, Doppler effect kind of thing. I'm Doppelganger? Doppler. Um, nope, Doppelganger. It's the one where, like, the... the... <laughs> thing. Is that what a Doppelganger is? I thought it was someone who's like you. I said Doppler effect. Oh, Doppelganger doppel- is the lookalike. Doppler effect is something else. So a Doppler is what the movie Us is about, right? I haven't seen Us. Oh, good. And I haven't been to the US either. <laughs> Just hit us with the IMDb <laughs> reviews, you fuck. Is that one better than the Prima Donna joke? It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Please satisfy me. Speaking of not being funny, the title <laughs> of this IMDb review is Almost Never Funny. Oh, I wanted Ryan to react, but he was drinking, so I couldn't. No, I was reacting. <laughs> a non-reaction is a reaction, Bartek. <laughs> so it's called Almost Never Funny. It's from the twenty-seventh of June, nineteen ninety-nine. Oh, before Y two K. Yes. Okay. 
day after my brother was born, so this could be him. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because he wouldn't understand what the concept of humour was. Yes. Some argue he still doesn't now. Ooh, take that, Oscar. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He doesn't even want to come on. Well, I haven't invited him, so we don't know that. (laughs) Anyway, it is from that date, and it does not have an IMDb rating, but in the review itself, they give a rating. Oh. Better be high. The Brady Bunch movie is almost never funny. I laughed maybe twice. There are so many unfunny gags in this movie, it's not even funny. At least other comedies that are not funny are silly. The Brady Bunch movie isn't even silly, but there are some parts of the movie that are watchable that keeps this movie from sinking. I give the Brady Bunch movie two stars out of four. Take a drink every time they said movie. Why two out of four, not just five out of ten? Like it's because a, they it's don't a... give a crap about what <laughs> you think. It's fifty percent. We've had IMDb. Way, I mean, IMDb don't even question them. We've had people who are like, "If you disagree with me, here's my phone number." Well, no. Last week we had someone that's like, "Send me an email," but they didn't give their email. Or one person, <laughs> but they like, gave their website. That's right. I live in I I live in the Dominican Republic, and I have an email address that you can email me your thoughts on. But you have to find it. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> so that was the short one. I've got one more, which is more medium to long. So it'll last a bit more. Medium to long. Okay. <laughs> the title of this <laughs> review is Another World. It is from the 19th of July, 2002. And it also does not have an IMDb rating. But it includes it in the review, yeah? Um, no. We'll say 10 out of 10. We'll say that. Was this really a movie or just some kind of joke? (laughs) (laughs) It's a comedy. New new paragraph. (laughs) Is this a review or a series of words? Good question. I was looking... Got me there. I was looking forward to it just like everyone else, but I couldn't believe how it turned out. Practically half of it was made up from a certain scene of that episode when at times it didn't have anything to do with the movie. Right. New paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Now let's look at the plot. The kids find out they need $20,000 and zero cents in a week to save their house and they try doing it by cutting grass or whatever. (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) They're they're fucking children. (laughs) They can't get jobs yet. And then in brackets, this reminded me... In this reminded me in Rad when the kid needed fifty thousand dollars to right. Race. Rad's the one with the skateboard. Is that the? I think that's the one with the talking skateboard that's voiced by Dom DeLuise. Ooh. I think that's the movie. Why didn't Bobby go out for a pool shark? As and as, for... <laughs> <laughs> isn't Bobby the youngest one? Yes. I think so. <laughs> Why didn't the fucking nine-year-old kid go out to a pool shark? Was that a thing in the show? I, I don't <laughs> think so. But go on. And as for the school scene when Peter was in class, when he passed out from what they were talking about, full stop, guys. I bet you really thought that subject was cool, didn't you? You probably played it twice. And girls, if your boyfriend was sitting next to you, I just wonder what he was thinking about. 
Uh, okay, Brene, you got some homework to do between next time we see you. You gotta get a boyfriend, watch that scene with them, find out what they're thinking. Oh, okay? Jesus. Homework. Homework, get a boyfriend. Right, it's a new paragraph. And the acting could of not have <laughs> could of been better. But first, when did Alice learn how to drive a truck? She couldn't even drive a car. Speaking of cars, where was the station wagon? The colour on the convertible wasn't even the right one. Oh, God. Mike (laughs) never did kiss Carol after he came home from work like he did in the episodes. He also said too many words of expressions. Peter's... Uh, I don't even know what that means! What is Too that many mean? words of expressions. What is this? A movie or a joke? <laughs> they used words! I'm used to my movies with someone now, playing the piano. Now, Ryan, the next thing we didn't even men- we didn't mention in our, in our talking part of the episode... Oh, is this some kind of podcast now? Or, or what? A joke? You're going to be shocked. <clears throat> Peter's voice was way too deep during the song, and I couldn't (laughs) understand it. (laughs) It's called puberty. Whenever Alice would try to be funny, her eyes would be so wide, they'd look like golf balls. As for Jan, she didn't show any emotion at times, and she'd swing her hair too much. Are you serial? Marsha Marsha was fine, but her poster wasn't the same as the original one. Yeah, Marsha was good. She's the one thing I can't complain about. But if I had to complain, poster? Not the same. This one says butterfly love. It should say butterfly of love. (laughs) Jesus. I believe that's all I can say, except I grew up watching Leave It to Beaver, and when that movie <laughs> came out, it was worth it, and it took away the Bradys. Okay. Brady's, like, possessive. Oh, I understood. I understood. Yeah. I felt it. I felt, And that was it, huh? That's the review. Thank you. Bye. That was good. That was good Doppler effect, actually. Doppelganging? Yeah. <laughs> I love me some doppelganging. That was actually two of me. <laughs> One standing on the other side of the room, and me standing here. I was going, ah, and then yes, them in the other side of the room. Mm. So that's actually four. You, There's now four of me in the you've room. You've mastered. Oh no, I'm multiplying. It's like that movie Multiplicity with uh, Michael Keaton, where he clones himself, then his clones clone themselves until they get that's a re- the episode around the twist. And then they get retarded. One of them gets so retarded because it's a clone of a clone of a clone that he delivers pizza like the same way you would deliver a, a newspaper. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great movie. Oscar-nominated actor. Well, in Keaton. the film, in the film, they threw the newspaper on Alice's bum, and she wasn't happy about that. She needed pizza. Brene, thank you for coming on. I've been like, will Brene ever come on the show? And what movie should we do? We already did Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, rip. Heartbroken for her. She was like, oh, R.I.P. And then last week we did The Man, which you commented bravely on our post by saying, "Is that the one where Sam Jackson gets shot in, in the butt?" Yes, it was. And I could <laughs> sense the tears strolling down your face while typing it. Like, I didn't get the Kevin man. <laughs> and then we decided to get her on for a 2004 Jean Renault film, but we picked the wrong one. Yeah, exactly. We accidentally <laughs> picked the Brady Bunch. That's okay. The, I love the Brady Bunch. The Ground is a Family, was it? The, the... Yeah. Yeah? I was oh, good. Just yeah, as long as you have me back for the sequel. Oh, the very Brady sequel? Yeah. Mm, you don't want to do the third one? The third 
That one's like, to video though. Oh yeah, there's like four of them. Was ludicrous like, about uh, what? Uh, is that one about like Mr. Brady becoming the president of the United States? Or he, they go to Washington. Yeah, I've seen that one. Okay, I've seen it. It's pretty great too. Okay, <laughs> in a different way. Yeesh. Um. Well, I guess until next time, listening people, you can, you know, give us the ratings and reviews and whatever podcast platforming sites are available to do so. You can spread us around. We're on all the podcasting sites. We're on the I or as they call it nowadays, Apple Podcasts. iTunes are too lame kiddos. They still call it the iTunes Store, though, right? Oh, yeah. We're on the iTunes Store. I think it's the Apple Store now. We're on the Apple Store now. No, Apple Store's the physical place. Are we going to a physical store? Apple Music exists. Are we in music now? We're Apple, on, get your shit together. We're on Spotify, because that's what the kids listen to. Go use Safari. I would have liked to have put <laughs> us on Groove Shark, but that site's no longer around. I remember Groove Shark. That was the Spotify of my high school years. You didn't have to listen to ads. Yeah. Hey, make a Groove Shark again. Just, just do that. Until next time, listening people, remember... To very, be very Brady to each other. That's what the Brady of the bunch would do. What is that, a lesson or a joke? <laughs> is this some kind of podcast or an ending? <laughs> <laughs>